Hi, my name is Kat, and you're listening to Unsettled, a podcast where I try to make sense of the now. What I'm about to tell is my story. Now, I want to be really clear before I really jump into the story and say that it is my firm belief that any decisions about sharing a story of abuse and what actions to take or not take is 100% the choice of the person who incurred the abuse. And although my actions and choices may be different from what you would do or have done, please don't take that as any kind of a judgment to you from me. This is my story. This is what I wanted. And I love and respect you for your choices. And I know that you know what's best for you. We're going to talk a little bit about forgiveness. In the spiritual community, forgiveness is often touted as this path to ultimate enlightenment, like you're somehow spiritually corrupt if you choose not to forgive someone. And a lot of the time, I think this is a little dangerous because it's really intertwined with boundaries. And how many people in your life maybe you haven't had this experience, but I know a lot of people have, where someone has said, you need, you need to talk to so-and-so because it's making everybody uncomfortable, or you need to patch things up because, oh, it wasn't that bad. There's always this, this pressure to just be like, oh, it's okay. It didn't really matter that much. I'll minimize my feelings so that this other person feels better and so that I can have forgiveness and wipe this resentment from me and then I will feel better as a person. People always say, you know, there's that quote that's like, uh, oh, I can't remember it verbatim, but it's like holding a grudge is like swallowing poison and hoping the other person will die. Now, on the one hand, like there is truth to that. Absolutely. But there are ways to release resentment and to forgive without A, excusing the actions of the other person, and B, without really ever talking to them again. So if that's resonant for you, well, just know that you're not, like, you're not spiritually fucking corrupt because you, someone has hurt you and you don't feel that they deserve to be back in your life. You don't feel that it's a safe choice to let them back into your life. That's a valid thing to feel. It's also equally valid to want to forgive someone who some people might see as unforgivable. The point is, is that the power is 100% yours, and anyone who tries to take that from you is wrong. So, let's get to the story. When I was a child, I experienced the (laughs) trifecta of abuses would be physical, emotional, and sexual. Um, The sexual abuse was from about ages four to eight, I believe. 
Uh, I don't really have much memory of my childhood, so I can't say an exact. And then the other two continued until I moved away from the area I lived in when I was 15. My abuser, who we're gonna call Susan, <laughs> was uh, very close to my immediate family, had a lot of access to me, clearly. That was my experience growing up. I actually, much to most people's surprise, I guess, found the emotional abuse the most impactful of them all by far. That's the piece of it that I still really struggle with today. I was a sensitive child. I was a very energetic, rambunctious child. I'm a manifester, if you're familiar with human design. <laughs> familiar. And I uh, just did a lot of shit without thinking about it. <laughs> I used to like sneak out of the house at five in the morning and cross the creek between my apartment complex thing and my cousin's apartment complex and just like go hang out with them at five in the morning. You know, it didn't occur to me that my mother would have a stroke, that I left the house at 5 a.m. And, you know, she put a lock on the door. I figured that out. Put another lock on the door. I went out the window. <laughs> you know, I just like, I was very uh, free-spirited. What do they call that nowadays? Uh, like a strong-willed child or, or I don't know, something. So when Susan came into my life, she was really kind of unable to accept me as I was. Any expression of my, my authentic self was wrong. And when I was wrong, it was unsafe for me. And where that lives in my body is so much deeper and quite a bit harder to get to than anything else. Because it's just intertwined with so many aspects of who I, who I have grown up to be. There's so many layers of conditioning that need undoing. That no, my expression of joy is not overwhelming. That there is more value to me than how smart I can be in a situation. That I don't always need to be the diffuser in the spaces of conflict. That speaking my mind is not inherently an unsafe activity. And in fact, you know, the more authentic I am, the more magnetic I am. It's not the other way around. You know, all that kind of shit is stuff that is like stuck so anyway, all that um, happened in my life, and there was only one person who knew, and that person was my stepsister. And for whatever reason, one day, two years ago, in a moment of upset, she told my father everything, and... All of a sudden, my life got significantly more complicated than it had been previously. He called me up and he asked me if everything was true, and I said yes. Didn't hear about it for 
a little while. And then I visited at Christmas time, and um, this was my first time visiting in, in quite some time, and I had been doing a pretty significant amount of healing work previous to that trip, so who I am as a person now, and who I am as a person like five years ago even, ten years ago, totally different people. I used to be the type of person that agreed with most things, you know, there wasn't anything I had a super strong opinion about, really. It was difficult not to get along with me. I was very likable. That was safe for me. But the more healing work I do, the more I have very defined opinions, the more I am stubborn, the more I am willing to say, no, I disagree. And, um, so we butted heads quite a bit during the visit. One thing I remember in particular was whether or not it's safe to have a child in a car seat with a winter jacket on, or whether it's safer to put them in the car seat and then either put the jacket on like backwards over top of them or have them wear a blanket. And we argued about that and I didn't change my opinion to agree with him. And so I was arrogant and thought I knew everything about parenting. Yeah, lot, lots of little moments like that where there was headbutting and then I was arrogant, you know. So anyway, I fly home back to Minnesota and I can't remember if it was Christmas Day or if it was just the day I was celebrating Christmas with my partner and the kiddos, but he gave me a call and the first thing in the phone call was how he found out I borrowed money from my aunt's. And how that was so embarrassing for him and how I made him look so bad by borrowing money from them. And I told him that it didn't have anything to do with him. And uh, because, because it didn't, you know, <laughs> the last time we had talked before I ended up borrowing money from my aunts and my cousin was that, you know, he mentioned that he was really struggling with money. And I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, ah, you're struggling with money. Let me borrow some, you know, like that's not going to fucking happen. So, you know, it's, it wasn't like a, it had nothing to do with you. It's just like, an, I just like, didn't ask you for reasons that I feel totally make sense, you know? So I said that and then he said he didn't understand why I wouldn't report Susan to some kind of agency that lists child molesters and why I didn't want to take this person to court and like all this other stuff. And I said, that's, that's not what I want. That's not what I want to do. You know, that's simply not what I want to do. And after that, he said that my partner didn't love me and everybody knew it but me. And just was like hurling lots of really hurtful things just because I, I didn't want to do things the way he wanted me to do them. And so, you know, at one point I just said, I am going to hang up the phone now. 
and I did. The next few weeks were filled with receiving text messages that were still trying to convince me to change my mind, and that couldn't I understand how much pain this was putting him through to have this knowledge and not do anything about it, and I just continued to refuse. I continued to state my boundary that I was not okay with him continuing to pressure me, and if he did do that, I was going to have to cut off communication. And instead of take me seriously, he tried to get a hold of my mother to tell her himself. And my mother surprised the hell out of me because she said, do you know anything? Do you know what this could be about? And I said, yes, I experienced abuse in my childhood and he feels like I need to tell everybody who did it and I need to tell basically like sound the alarm like that's gonna make a fucking difference in my life you know I I don't know I told her that and her response really surprised me to be honest you know she said that she understood and that she would understand if I, if I never wanted to tell anybody and that I didn't have to tell anybody if I didn't want to. And that if I wanted her to ignore his voicemails and not read his text messages and any messages that he sent, that she would do that. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) like that was really a trust building moment for me. Well, especially since I was experiencing such a lack of respect for my choices on the one end of the spectrum to have my autonomy so affirmed by my mother in that moment was like so needed. After that, I did block him for a little while, some time, and unfriended him on Facebook, and then I felt bad and started to think about like, oh, well, maybe I can just let it go. Is it really that big of a deal? You know, whatever. Added him back on Facebook, but didn't talk to him. Just kind of let it lie for quite some time. Still said Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, Happy Father's Day, all that good stuff. And almost two years went by and I get a Facebook message. From him, that's just a video of a gal my age singing a song about millennials called Fuck Your Feelings. And I was fucking flabbergasted. I took some time to just kind of center. And then I sent back a message because he sent this with absolutely no text attached, right? And I just said, sending this to me sends a clear signal that you have no intention of growing or changing as a person, and I don't wish to engage if that is the case. Sending a song called Fuck Your Feelings to your estranged daughter, who expressed feeling hurt and disrespected by you, is a disconnective choice. If you want to communicate with me, we would first need to address what's been between us for the past two years. And he said, reading way too far into that, Thought you might be amused. You think I am at fault for the last two years? Priceless. I'm not changing. You did. See you when you come back down off that holier-than-thou horse. 
And, uh, yeah, that was a joy to experience. And I still didn't block him at that point. Not long after that, maybe a month or so, um, at the ass crack of dawn, 3.34 in the morning, so it had been 4.34 for him, he sends both Susan and my mother messages on Facebook. I know what he sent to Susan. I don't know what he sent to my mother because <laughs> she doesn't have Facebook Messenger, so she's never going to see it. And even if she did, she wouldn't read it because she already said that she would not read any message from him, so it is kind of pointless in that way. But to find out that still, two years later, he is still trying to do it the way he thinks it should be done, despite my continual, <laughs> continual disagreement. It, it just was, it was the last straw for me. I didn't say anything to him, but I blocked him on Facebook, blocked him on Instagram. I blocked his phone number. And I, I didn't want to do that. That's why it took me so long to do it. But at some point, it's just like, well, you can't say you're doing that for me. It should have stopped when I, his 30-year-old daughter, said, that is not what I want. That will not help me. It will actually hurt me further. On the flip side of things, Susan and I, have had a lot of time to talk about the things that happened in the past. And I got to ask all the questions I always wanted to ask about it. You know, why? Why? Why did this happen? And did you hate me? Was I really that awful as a child? You know, all these things. And At the end of the day, I am offering Susan forgiveness. Some people might think it's totally wild that I have chosen to forgive the person who was my abuser and that I am choosing not to forgive or rather to hold a boundary with the person who was not my abuser. But to me... It makes all the difference that my abuser has been so willing to change and has not tried to run away from any of the, the things that were wrong that they did and put 100% of the decision in my hands. You know, they said, if you want to tell everybody, that is your right. If that, if that will help you, do that. Like, here's someone whose entire life could fall apart. If I did want to do that, very willingly being like, please do it if it will help you heal. And to watch the transformation in her since I told her that I forgive her for everything, 
has been just really amazing. And I would hope that at, at some point, my father is able to see me and to hear me and to understand why the actions he's been taking have been so hurtful and damaging to our relationship. But at this point in my life, I can't just do the, okay, there was a conflict, we're not going to talk about it for a while and now everything's fine. That's not how I operate. There needs to be some kind of recognition, there needs to be an apology, there needs to be a change of behavior. And when we can talk about it in a real way, maybe we can move forward from it. I'm not closed off to that, you know? In order for forgiveness to happen, something has to die. If you make a choice to forgive, you have to face into the pain. You simply have to hurt. That's a quote from Brene Brown's book, Rising Strong, How the Ability to Reset Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode, and we'll see you back here soon.